0: Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger.
1: Asses were shook, games were won, hype is up. Yeah, that, that was bad. You weren't kidding. That wasn't even
2: like funny bad, that was just bad bad. Yeah. To You, cl- to you clo- didn't even tell me,
1: you just told me I was opening. It
2: was, okay. To close out 2019, that's our last open. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is our last episode of 2019. It is. From a hockey standpoint, this year has sucked. From a podcast standpoint, this year has been great. Amazing. From a hockey bad. podcast, good. Yeah. If we had any kind of foresight, we would have asked you guys to tell us your favorite moments of the show. We would have done like a year-end recap. No, we wouldn't have. But, you know rudely bought houses and had kids and evan what do you do with what your <laughs> life
0: i don't know <laughs> <clears throat>
2: go on trips i guess evan went snowboarding and so uh, obviously we had a busier fall than we imagined but here we are in our still slowly being decorated YouTube's uh youtube studio videos podcast studio pod loft none of you guys have come up with great suggestions. i like octopad uh sounds like a menstrual product the con <laughs> the contact
0: content crib the content crib the content i don't know what's a c
2: it? word we're for an well, elevated room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna work on it maybe that's a 2020 goal welcome to the winged wheel podcast i'm ryan hannah
1: <clears throat> i'm brad crisco
2: and i am evan i don't know why my voice sounds awful today Oh, you sound
1: normal. I got like 12 hours of sleep. You should.
2: <laughs> First <laughs> oh of all. My God I laugh so I don't cry. I hope you die. <laughs> Truly, I wish ill upon you. Uh, secondly, after last episode, uh, which was a while ago now because we were uh, away for the holiday break and it was right after the whole Muzzin incident. And so everyone that was uh, anywhere remotely close to Leaf's fandom hated us. Uh, it was the episode with Evan and I. And we probably received like five or six different messages praising Evan like telling us how much they loved hearing from Evan and how great he was and how they're like, someone said, um, not that I like when, uh, Brad or Ryan are gone, but it means that Evan speaks up more and it's always such a treat. I wish he was always, uh, that engaged. And I went, I'll pass that along. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what we can do in
0: 2020.
2: (laughs) Oh man, that was a, that was a hell of an episode too kind of wrap up before the holiday break i'm so glad the holiday break came after that because what a headache that whole situation was busy time on the social media that was a that was a rough life yeah but we made it i hope everyone had a merry christmas i hope everyone had a happy holiday so far um not quite new year's yet but um we promise that we're not going to do the new year same team episode title this year (laughs) (laughs) so you think (laughs) What would that be, like six for us?
1: (laughs) Every year since the podcast has started. Uh,
2: This is our third straight episode recording at 9 a.m., just because that's what we've had to do to make it work. Um, So that's why we all sound like this. So uh, forgive our disorganization, but we are going to, this episode of the Winged Wheel Podcast, be talking about the World Juniors, because there's specific Red Wings slash uh, Hockey World relevant things uh talk about the red wings and then a few other quick hits before heading into um overtime uh before i get started i'd like to thank uh, some sponsors uh of this episode first of all uh, rd woodworking who are making our custom podcast table uh which is in the works we've put out some tweets we've put out some uh post on Instagram about it with some renders, uh, go check it out. It honestly looks incredible. I'm so excited for you guys to see it. That's RD Woodworking. Head over to rdwoodworking.ca uh, or if you go to Instagram RD underscore woodworking and give them a follow to say thank you for supporting the show. Uh, and we'd also like to thank Everett who is uh been sponsoring some giveaways um basically just wants to make sure that red wings fans are having a good time and uh, we've been working with him and it's been really really great working with everett so at born to dan hard on twitter or instagram uh there's currently an instagram giveaway going on for the saturday january 18th game against the florida panthers uh, for one ticket to that game lower bowl the seat is a uh, visible on tv so you can bring a sign uh a uh, a dub dub flag if you will um this is an instagram giveaway so all the participation happens on instagram super easy to enter uh unlimited entries uh patrons are automatically entered so go check that out so thank you to our two uh sponsors there all right world juniors do we need anything else in our lives after seeing mo cider happily sing
1: shake that ass while walking onto the ice that was the happiest i was in 2019 <laughs> And I had a son. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you saved that joke for a while. And that was a good delivery. That was a, a good use of that one joke. It, was um, a, it had to be good. It was a literal one-time use. So, Moe Sider uh, obviously loves Detroit, loves Eminem. And uh, fun fact, he was actually singing that song after seeing the Dylan Larkin hockey butt commercial. Yes. Yeah, some people were like, delete this when I posted that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the purest thing we've ever seen. And that's pretty much the highlight of the whole tournament. Nothing else happened.
1: Yep. Uh, you don't have to worry about it. So that's the World Juniors. Well, after the after pumping himself up by saying Shake That Ass for Me, he proceeded to go out as captain of the Germans, uh, record three assists, and win a hockey game for <laughs> Germany in the World Juniors. It's a big moment for them. Four assists in two games from o He's, uh, oh, yeah, raise your hand if out of all Red Wings participating in the World Juniors, you'd have Mo Sider leading in points at this point. And uh, what's he averaging, like 26 minutes of time on ice per game? Yes.
2: Nobody uh, else on Germany, I think, registered north of 20 last game. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say the World Juniors are even a, a good or, or like a great or even good uh tool to evaluate prospects because it's such a small window, right? It's a couple weeks or a week and a half even. And uh, they're playing against other juniors. They're not playing against men. The competition, it's good competition, but it's such a flash in the pan. But, oh, man, if you're a Red Wings fan, like us, uh, who weren't thrilled about the cider pick or were confused about it to start, what a great little bit of validation this has been because he looks amazing. He
0: looks so much better than Bowen Byram right now. Bowen Byram does not look good, and this
2: pick is being validated very quickly. It is so. I mean, they're different ages.
1: Right? No, same age. No, they're the same age. They were. They're only two picks apart. He. They're looks- basically the same player, except Byram's not as good.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, we're slowly sliding into our next provocative take here. Oh, no, no, no. no. I just, They're Avs fans. We're supposed to piss them off. Yeah, exactly. Just this like, is how this works. Just like Habs fans
1: with Yemi. And also, I'm going to disagree with you that uh, this is a very small sample size, but it should absolutely be overanalyzed. And this is why the Red Wings did not give Larkin the C. They're just yeah. waiting on <laughs> Uh Well, he was the first Red Wings to be named captain
2: this year, so there, is, <laughs> there you go. There is that. No, he looks absolutely incredible in every facet of the game. Um, his defensive play obviously looks very improved, playing against you know juniors instead of professional men in the AHL. Uh, so it's nice to see that once the the competition is a little bit more fair, or at his level, I should say, he uh, his defensive play gets stepped up. He's logging twenty six minutes a game, like. What else do you need to say? Like this is this guy's our number one defenseman.
1: Well, he's been it's only two games in, but there's been a lot of games between all the teams. It's, you can pretty comfortably say he's been the best defenseman in the tournament so far. Yeah. Now but, there's a lot of hockey to be played in the tournament, so for that they sure. Change very, very fast. But I, I'd be <laughs> the only thing that's driving me nuts about the the retrospective on the draft and where we picked him is that one of the other players who's having a shining World Juniors right now is Trevor Segris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, it, yeah. it hasn't made me fully- He played like 10 minutes and had five points in I yeah. think U.S.'s first game. Yeah, so it's like,
1: okay,
2: come on. Can you just let us have this? Look, I'm, I'm past the point... Like, at no point actually were we ever mad at Cider. Like, we're not those kind of stupid fans who are just get belligerent and get mad at players. Um, But Ziegris was like, it was, he was one of our top picks. Like, I think we were muttering, please be Zygris, please be Ziegris." before the draft. The, the silver lining here is it is what it is. Cider hasn't been bad. (laughs) Like it's been a super satisfying pick. uh, And it's kind of validating to know that Zygris is turning out well so far. Because that means we're doing some things right.
0: Well, think about it like this. Right-handed, smooth skating, powerful defensemen don't grow on trees. We no. could find another cider in the draft or through free agency or however. You mean Zegras? Yeah, whoever. Yeah. Who did I say? You said cider. Yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh
2: Sit that coffee. I'm uh,
0: halfway through that coffee, so things will come together eventually. Yeah.
2: He put Baileys in that. I'm not kidding. Oh, he went yeah. into my fridge and found found the big bottle of Baileys in there. He's like, "Oh, sweet, you have Baileys." And I was like, "It's nine a.m.
0: <laughs> I can't wean myself off yet. It's still the holidays. <laughs> I'm afraid, I'm afraid of the collective of the hangover shakes on Thursday next week when I go back to work. Um, we can find a Zegris eventually at some point. Like the his player type is f- more common than a than a cider. So, I you know was I happy that we picked cider at six? I would certainly say I wasn't. I th- basically turned the draft off <laughs> as I was listening doc side. Um but I'm very happy he's proved me wrong. No, yeah.
2: Up he, to this point. Yeah, he's been he's been excellent. Um his transition game has been amazing. I I just always love watching him skate. He is so strong for a kid his age. Oh, oh my god.
0: Yesterday he just, Oh he's a monster he's he huge. chopped somebody two hands right across the hips and they went flying. <laughs>
2: I've never seen a human go that far. Um, he's an excellent passer, and because it's juniors, they don't have their gap control or their positioning quite set out. And it's just this crazy all offense tournament, so they're not really they don't really care about suppressing shots or anything. So they just give him all the space in the world, and he makes them pay. Like the way he delivers passes, the way he skates and, and moves the puck in transition. It's like, been a real
0: treat to watch him against other top tier talents so far. Yeah.
2: And you know, it's the juniors. He's playing against other juniors, so this isn't a, a declaration that he's the best pick available. Like he, he's the best prospect out there right now, but I mean uh, it's another measuring stick. It's another measuring sure. stick. And one of the biggest things about Cider was he's he'd already been playing against men in Germany, and he's already such a big frame that he was more NHL ready than other guys, and he is proving it right now
1: i want to see this kid in the red wings uniform this year for less than nine games you don't want to burn his elc not yet i think it's a different animal with defensemen than it is forwards just because moe's not going to be a big point producer so i don't think we're gonna have to worry about that second contract being like 10 million dollars like we might with you know superstars if we draft a lafreniere or a byfield or whoever Mm um with defensemen, it takes them so long in the NHL to really know what they are. You probably want as big of a sample as you can get to make an accurate assessment of what type of contract you should be handing out. Because as good as Most Sider is, and as much as I firmly believe Most Sider should play 82 games for the Red Wings next year, that 82 games next year probably won't give us a very good gauge as to what Most Sider is going to be 5, 10, 15 years from now. So No, but who is... Probably the most
2: trustworthy assessment of talent that the Red Wings have had in the past fifteen years. Steve Eiserman and yeah. um, Pat Verbeek. They did an excellent job with the contracts out in Tampa Bay. It wasn't perfect, left, right, and center. I mean, they still had the Dan Girardi's and the, the what have you's that some people disagreed with. But I'm not that worry of oh we're going to sign this guy and we're going to sign him for too much is essentially gone now that Ken Holland is gone. So
1: I wouldn't say it's gone, but
0: every team has bad contracts.
2: Every team has bad contracts. Only the Red Wings have the atrocious contracts that they do. I we've I've already said it on past episodes, so I don't want to hammer home too much. But thank you, Ken Holland, for this lasting legacy. God damn it! Yeah, it
0: wasn't. Sorry, go ahead. I don't think the cider contract is his play style. Isn't that type that gets you a little bit worried? Where he's like a power forward who had two good years or one good year because they played with Hall of Fame caliber players. Yeah, I think he is very much suited to the the long term steady Eddie type of type play.
1: If it wasn't for Kent Holland though; we wouldn't have got most cider.
2: That's true. Yeah, we had to finish very near the bottom to get him. <laughs> well, in, you know what? Credit to ty- the Tyler Wright draft group. Um, it seems like every one of the Red Wings organization was big on cider uh but Izumen took looks at him of course uh, as he was able to we found out that he was scouting him even when he was still with tampa Bay technically uh but the Tyler Wright draft group is the group that took Mo cider so that
0: Hey that's a that's a big boy pick That is That was considered off the board that's a big boy pick that is if a, He turns into an everyday NHLer that's a
2: that's a big boy play If Mo cider wins a Norris trophy Tyler Wright gets no slander for the rest of his career. That's a galaxy brain move right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, it's one thing to draft these guys in the fourth round, fifth round, and they become incredible players. It's another thing to take your sixth overall pick <laughs> and pick someone two, three, four times higher than what was projected. Okay, here's my thing.
2: I think in terms of development into a, a regular NHLer. He has above average probability of doing that. It's not a certainty. I don't think anyone's a certainty. And we've been hurt before, right? Uh, I'll call him above average to even like a probable shot at panning out to 75% of his potential. I trust that that will happen. And so if you burn his ELC, he finishes that entry-level contract a year sooner. You get him signed to his first uh, post-ELC deal or his second contract sooner And you know that defensemen take longer to develop. You're right, most Sider's not going to be out there putting up 100 points like Eric Carlson. But this kid could still be a star. He could be an absolute star, and star power means something in this league. And so if you get him down on that next contract before his development really launches, you save some money. The Red Wings aren't going to be competitive in his ELC, plain and simple. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to be pushing for the cup in those years. They might have a like a playoff year towards the end. Maybe. We'll see. It depends on what happens over the next couple seasons. But they're not going to be bona fide cup contenders like a, a Boston or a Toronto or a Tampa or you know, whoever <laughs> the lucky winner is in the West any given year. Um, but his next contract after that is probably what they're projecting for. And if you can start that sooner and have that be cheaper, that is X amount of dollars more room to work with that cap. I
0: certainly don't think we'll live and die by the dollar amount we give cider.
2: No, the cap space for, thank goodness, isn't an issue right now. Um, And you know what? Eisenman's been doing that thing where he sends Zadina down every waking moment he has the chance just to get that cap accrual. So just in case something funky happens at the trade deadline.
1: Is that why he's doing it? Why is he doing this down for like three days this week? Yeah. it's Essentially, it's. And what was it? Not even 24 hours a week before? Not No one's coming out and
2: saying it. Um, but that's pretty much the only thing that fits at this point. It's just paper moves, it's just for that incremental cap accrual. It's super complicated with the um, contract or with the CBA, how that works with LTIR and like used headspace with long term IR. It's like hard to figure out. Um, but essentially, he's just trying to accrue as much uh, cap space as possible in case he takes on a huge contract at the trade deadline or something.
1: That's what I was going to say. We'll get back to the world juniors. But yeah, the only two things that would make sense is if he's big game hunting before the deadline or he's going to take on as much dead money as possible to get assets. There's I, no other reason that he would have it to even bother with this. No. We'll
2: take one David Clarkson. Is he still uh, being paid?
0: Isn't he back in Toronto? Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and you know, a lot of people said you don't take the the Marlos or you don't worry about getting that first round pick from San Jose because it's what's what it's really what's it really worth. <laughs> San Jose is the third best lottery odds right now, so that means Ottawa does. Um, how how are the turntables? Toronto is technically in a second divisional seed right now, but the teams behind them in the Atlantic have enough games games in hand to pass them, which would put Toronto out of a playoff spot they don't own their first round pick by the way when we were doing that tankathon a couple of episodes ago uh online wasn't showing that the toronto's pick, pick was lottery, lottery protected, protected. Yeah. yeah uh thank you to everyone who pointed that out so yeah you, you go and you take these gambles you take on a Marlow for a year you take on whoever honestly if i was isemann i would have got Marlow and not bought him out forget buying him out just pay him out for the year yeah, he wants to not report. Let him terminate the contract. He fairly. couldn't be any. He'd be on the second line in Detroit right now for being <laughs> he, honest. He actually would. I <laughs> think Marlowe would have had a great time here this year. It wouldn't have been. I don't know if he would love to have lived there, but it's uh, would have been a good situation for him.
1: Yeah, he'd have played a lot.
2: Yeah, and maybe that's what he doesn't want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what team has a lot of bolt-on veterans that I can just, you know.
2: Milk five minutes a game, and makes six million bucks. <laughs> Welcome back to San Jose. <laughs> yeah. He comes back, he goes, oh, at least we're not going to be playing playoff hockey. We're how far down?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Should just sign in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. Detroit's what, nine <clears throat> points clear of second last right now? Yeah. The nice thing... We are so far down in this tank right now that I actually don't care if the Red Wings win or lose a game anymore. I can cheer for a win because I know it doesn't matter. Nine points clear with two
2: games in hand, air quotations. Like, New Jersey has two games in hand on them. So that could be 13 points clear. (laughs) This is We're going to get relegated. Maybe. We we,
0: might. The Germans might take our place. The winner of the World Juniors, that country now represents the last place spot in the NHL. Okay,
2: before we get into the lowly Red Wings, could Alabama beat the Red Wings? Yes. My column. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A
1: lot more happened in the World Juniors than Moe Sider. Canada. Lafreniere. Oh, Oh, no. Bad, bad, bad. I
2: felt legitimately sick watching that. My butt cheeks have never been so tight. First of all, no, I'm not going to say it uh it's too early for that um yeah he was the friend ran into the goalie we'll we'll talk about the details of the play in a second but he was screaming and writhing in pain gotta love when they're
0: like oh like the injury happened and then they do the slow mo they're like you can tell right here and it's like his leg is like perpendicular to (laughs) the other bone and it's just like
1: oh Oh, yeah oh it's, god it's the ralph wiggum you can pinpoint when his heart breaks yeah
2: no he was in he was in some distress and that was not it was uncomfortable to watch you don't like to see any player that hurt obviously um but you just watch all of the hockey world go no that would i know this is going to sound
0: hyperbolic but it's would be like if Connor mcdavid was in the tournament and got hurt
1: or Sidney crosby at the time got yes, hurt yeah. literally yeah and for Canada, who's one of the favorites to win gold, and he is arguably their best player. Yeah, and he's not even drafted yet. Like Canada shouldn't have beat the states. Lafreniere beat the states. He's been the best player on that team by miles. He he beat the
2: states on his own. He looked. He was on a whole other level in that game. Mm-hmm. Watching that game, everyone's consensus. Everyone's consensus was. Oh, yeah, you know, Byfield's good, but no, Lafreniere is going first overall. Lafreniere is going super first overall. Is that a possibility? Can he go double first overall? That's what he's going to be.
1: Yes. And everybody finally realized, like, the I know I've been saying it for a month or so now here, but the Lafreniere versus Byfield for one overall is nonsense. Byfield's an amazing player. And he's a clear cut number two, but Lafreniere is number one and it's not up for debate. No, yeah. Not no. in my mind. He, not yet. Like I mean, not up for debate. I'll, I'll happily have the debate and prove why everybody else is wrong. If Byfield comes
0: out the rest of the tournament and gets two goals a game, you know, we can open the conversation yeah. again a little bit. Yeah. But Lafreniere showed against the U.S. that he is a game breaker.
1: Yeah, and it's not fair to compare apples to apples. Lafreniere to Byfield in this one tournament because Lafreniere is almost a full calendar year older. Oh, yeah. So that is absolutely worth mentioning. But it's just it's the way Lafreniere plays. The assist he had on the second goal to Barrett Hayton, where he, where Valeno dropped him the puck on the half wall. And then there was just a sea of Americans between him and the net. And he saw a lane that nobody else saw. And that that was, through it and made the pass through traffic. That's not a play. 99.9% of professional hockey players can even see, let alone make. Though when I, when people ask us on in overtime and whatnot on these podcasts, how do you determine like the difference between a good player and a great player? And how do you compare different styles of players like Lafreniere and Byfield? It's stuff like that. Byfield doesn't see that. Byfield can't do that. It's not the skill set. If you, Who's the faster skater between Lafreniere and Byfield? It's Byfield. Yeah. Who has the better shot? It's probably Byfield. Lafreniere's probably got better hands. Physicality, Byfield's way bigger. Byfield can't do that. No. Byfield doesn't see that. And Byfield is still the clear-cut second-best player in this draft. That's how good Lafreniere
2: is. Just if you want a, a very simple example of how Lafreniere sees the game, like that that goal, the five four goal against the States is like it's yeah. an, it, like there are some more nuance, and I would I would even hazard uh, uh, I guess and say there's some more impressive examples. But if you want an example you can show to someone who doesn't watch hockey, the way he attacked those defenders and the way he positioned himself to intercept that pass, and then the ability to knock down that pass like he did, yeah. you would. That's that's a good enough first touch to play for the 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 Canadian National Soccer Team. <laughs> like
0: like I said, he had a 30 minute highlight video of his points in October and it was 45 points. I'll just show you that. Yeah. Like yeah, it, this guy's really good. Yes, his video is 30 minutes
2: long and it's just 1 month of the season. So my dad is a huge hockey fan, huge Red Wings fan. He's who got me and my brother into hockey. Um, knows the game super well, but you know, as I like me and my brother don't live at home anymore um we don't uh like we don't watch as much hockey my dad isn't like as in touch with like the details of the game like who is the next upcoming prospect he just doesn't he doesn't always know it he knows the game super well and i was telling him uh we were watching the first the, the canada u.s game and i was like oh this uh there's like the number one and number two overall all pick both play for canada and then within like five minutes my dad goes Is that him? Is that the number one?
1: And just Lafreniere is like, yep. He goes, oh, yeah, you can tell.
2: (laughs) Like within his first couple shifts, my dad was like, oh, yeah, that's him.
1: That's him. That's the guy. Yeah. And um, the latest update on Lafreniere as of this morning on Twitter was that he's not practicing today with Canada. Um, He was at practice and he was not in a walking boot and not on crutches. So he's walking. So it's probably not too serious. And he has had kind of a nagging ankle injury all year anyway. So, he might have just aggravated that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I only play one on TV. But it's probably looking like best case given what happened. Um,
2: I legitimately thought this might have altered his career. That was my worry. Um, That's why I was so, like, you know, sick watching it. Because that kind of pain, you never want that to be, like, a devastating, like, knee Injury where it's like his ACL and his meniscus or something stupid like that. Um, so for people to be speculating, like Frank Saravalli said, it's not even he's not even ruled out for the tournament yet. I'm like, oh, oh okay. okay, yeah, okay, we're good then, <laughs> we can breathe. I don't think I'll, I'll be shocked if he plays again this tournament because I don't know if Canada will make it far enough for him to be uh, recovering. Well, we they're have ti- to. They're
1: the- tied for first right now <laughs> <We have to laughs> and beat- last. We have to beat
0: the Czech and the Germans, which I think is probably capable. You really think Canada is going to beat Moe
2: Sider? Yes. <laughs> Moe Sider is going to dunk on Canada and Red Wings fans are going to have, like American Red Wings fans, so almost all Red Wings fans are going to have
1: a field day. <laughs> and you know what? Fair play. Um, I, I cannot wait to see how Red Wings fans feel the first time in that game. Joe Valeno comes up the wing with the puck and Moe Sider's is the defenseman ahead of him. It's like, oh, please just go the other way. What do we do? Be nice to each I other. Say, I I dump it into the corner. Passage the, o- the Joe. other corner. <laughs> Offside. Offsides. Whatever.
2: Uh, Joe Valena looked great in the first game. Um, I'd say he was probably Canada's like second or third best player. He
0: played yes. like half the game almost. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. He's Canada's leaning on him very heavily. Ironically, he's now going to be playing on a line with Quentin Byfield based on practice this morning. So, yeah. you know, Eisenman's <clears throat> getting a good look at uh, you know f- potential future first lines for the Red Wings. But um, yeah, yeah uh, him uh, him and McIsaac were. Okay, Valeno wasn't great in the second game. McIsaac was a train wreck. Yeah, that ma- that makes me nervous. Um, I think the whole team was a train wreck. In the it was. Game. Uh, McIsaac was solely responsible for the first goal. Oh, against. yeah. That was one of the worst passes I've seen in the World Juniors. But it happens. He's a defenseman. He's only been back for, what, less than a month from his shoulder surgery. That's where it's at for me.
2: Yeah. Well, I haven't played hockey for a long time. Let me tell you how bad I am when I come back especially as a defenseman, as a defenseman, if your mental game is off, you're having a bad game. It does not matter. As a forward, you can have a bad mental game and still, you know, have a highlight real goal or do a couple things right. If you're a, if you're a prominent defenseman on your team and you're in the wrong headspace, you are going to be exposed my friend. And that's, I think what happened here.
1: I'm a forward. I've only been off for two months and I'm nervous what, how bad I'm going to look when I come back. You're going to look like Brad Crisco out there. (laughs) Oh God,
2: that's terrible. I haven't once said that. It's like, I looked like Brad out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> no, um, McIsaac, I thought, had a decent game. He wasn't perfect. He made some mistakes in the first game, but also uh, did some really great things. But Valeno, I think, had had an excellent first game. Um, was very obviously Canada's number one center. Um, in the second game, the whole team looked bad. So I don't know what to make, make of that, left or right. It kind of sounds like we're just saying when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's not their fault. But so far, yeah, that's what we'll go with.
0: Yeah. Uh, Any other Canadian... Um- Red Wings players on teams.
1: Uh, Jonathan Bergeron has two assists through two games with Sweden. And he almost scored the goal of the tournament. Yes. Where he went inside, outside, pulled the puck through the defenseman and then decided to pull a tweener and just missed the net.
0: That's how I tie my shoes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: No. Yeah. Bergeron looks amazing. That's the kind of stuff you want to see from Bergeron. We've been seeing, seeing a lot of Niels Hoaglander this tournament for good reason. And, to see Bergeron do the same thing is exciting because the Red Wings drafted him with much the same thing in mind with like, this guy has a ton of talent. Um, it's just about putting it all together. But if he does, he could be a first round talent. So uh, to see Berger and join Hoaglander and doing that and to come back from his year off of hockey last, last year with his uh, back surgery, um, another more promising news for Red Wings fans. Niels Hoaglander is making everybody who passed on him. And then pass on again, pass on him again. Looks stupid.
1: It's not surprising. He's making the lacrosse goal. Him and Svetlankov are making the lacrosse goal boring. They're making it a problem. It's not even a highlight anymore. No. It's like, oh, they did it again. Well,
2: okay. I, look, I know, I know the valid arguments to that goal. Like, we're just going to, we're doing it until something bad happens. And people are
1: like, and it's indefensible. I'm like, you want scoring to increase. How is, nothing bad is going to happen on that play. The goalies wear a mask that are, that's designed to take 100-mile-an-hour slap shots. A stick traveling yeah. at, like, 30 kilometers ahead is not going to do... S- what if the blade shatters? It's a composite stick. It won't. What, a, what what about just even throwing the
2: ice, like, the ice and snow into their eyes? That sucks. Nothing like yeah. little How, pocket uh, sand.
1: Has, a, <laughs> has there been a professional goalie who's made it through an entire game without getting snowed at least once?
0: I mean, we've seen more NHL players get hit in the head with slap shots this
1: year. Shea Weber is a thing that exists in the NHL, and we're worried about sticks hitting the face mask. Look for the record, I agree with you. <laughs> um, I also think I think it's great
2: if this is some like cheat code that if you can pull it off, it's going to work a ton until people learn. I think that's how you get scoring to increase. Make people make players be creative in how to put the puck in the net. They found something that's not blocked off by the rules. I don't see how it's really hurting anyone.
1: Hell yeah, I love it. The only way it's going to ever happen is if goalies just stand up while coming across the crease. So, buddy, instead of trying to wrap it in the top corner, tries to wrap it through the five hole and just accidentally hits the goalie in the dick. That's the only way someone's <laughs> getting legitimately hurt on this. A little love tap. Yeah, just so a little wake-me-up.
2: Um, Hoaglander's version of it is the most impressive. That one in this tournament is the best
0: one.
1: Yeah, it's freaky. Oh, no. I'll fight anybody. Hoaglander's version, last one, where he pulled with his club team in Sweden yeah, was yeah, the yeah. best one. That was Because the- he banked it off the back of the net around the defenseman picked it up as the defenseman was reaching for it dragged it around him in one motion through to the top corner
0: this one was at full speed that's why i think
2: this one was more impressive because i can't even do it standing still uh matthews tried it against detroit that game but the puck skipped on him thank god i would not have been able to deal with that
1: highlight valeno tried it yesterday did he actually yeah he didn't get it up but he tried
0: we've all been there we've all been there
1: (laughs) um yeah other
2: red wings in the tournament uh, uh that's it We've former red or future red wing tim stutzel
0: looks really good
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah for when we pick fourth overall god
0: i'd yeah. be okay with that
1: i'd be very okay with Stoetzel. stutzel 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 have we got clarification on that
0: there i've heard both
2: it's not it's not stutzel it's I, i've i heard stutzley and i've heard stutzel it's stutzel then because i'm not overthinking this so people have sent us the media that we need to learn it and i have
1: yet to watch it because of why nobody sent me this. that yet but uh, anyway, Stutzel at four, I'd be very okay with. I'd be okay with Askarov at four. Holtz has an overtime goal in this tournament. I'd be okay with him at four. Raymond Holtz. Yeah. Imagine if we trade up to get pick three and four, and we get Lucas Raymond and Alex Holtz. We could actually get Raymond Holtz. <laughs> the Terror Twins. I'd be okay with it. Eisman goes, yeah, there was other
2: picks on the board, but I just really like.
1: I'm a big fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
2: Yeah. Uh, how's uh, Jesper Lysson? I
1: don't think he's played. No. And if he has, I haven't heard a damn thing. So it's probably a good thing.
2: Uh, as we record this, the Finns are currently up three-one on the Czechs, and Canada or in USA and Russia are going to be playing at. How are the Finns playing hours. the Czechs? Okay. Sorry, not the Czechs, the uh, Kazakhstan.
1: Oh, Kazakhstan yeah. keeping it close. Good for them. The greatest nation. Number
0: yeah, one exporter of potassium.
2: They are actually well, yeah, they're back now. Uh, U.S. and Russia are on at one. So by the time you're listening to this, more updates will probably have come out about um, the little friend of your injury. So please bear with us as we just had our base of speculation. All right, the Red Wings. Do we have anything else for the World Juniors? No. Uh, The Red Wings, they played their first game in six days. That was both a well-deserved break for fans and team alike. uh, But it was also nice to see them play hockey again. And man, for the first like 30 minutes of that game, they looked stunning. That was, wow. Part of me,
1: I knew I was wrong thinking it. Yeah. But part of me was going, maybe they just needed a break. (laughs) Maybe that's all they needed. Oh, no. No, (laughs) no. Right. They're still terrible. They reminded me. Because they were out. They had what? 17 shots in the first period. Yeah, they've not had that through full games this season, or very close to that. They- it's
0: like beer league, where like you haven't played in a while, you're all excited, and you get out there and you're just buzzing around, and then five minutes later, you're like, oh yeah, I'm not athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't
2: breathe at all. Where's the gas? It's not me who's good. It's the other team who's just rusty. <laughs> yeah, and then Florida reminded us that they have a Barkoff and they have a Huberto
1: and they have all these players and. Yes, and with Toninato scoring the winning goal. Of course. Of course. That's what we all predicted. Yes, Franz Nielsen with a short-handed toe-drag beauty. Who was in net last night? Was for the Red Wings? For uh, Florida. Uh, Dreger.
2: Yeah, he has a terrible glove hand. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> both yeah, – and they were these were nice shots, but any like a good goalie should have saved both of these. And
1: men. anything that goes across your body should not go in. So a lefty going high glove isn't great. Yeah, Darren Helm and um, technically Larkins also went there, but that one was a little more excusable. Yeah, Darren Helm and Franz Nielsen both had
2: amazing snipes from essentially the same spot in the ice, I believe. Well, close uh, enough. Nielsen cut in a little bit, but yeah, we'll talk about Helm's goal first. Uh, Helm scored on a breakaway, so he continues to shatter our minds a couple times this year. Um, The Real play on that goal, though. That silky pass from Zadina. Just that
1: deft touch. Just a little little chef's kiss you like when when you saw how i'm going to my first reaction when Zadina got that puck was just give it to him he can burn the defenseman wide like why are you waiting and then i remembered why they're nhl players and i <laughs> suck <laughs> he was just waiting for him to get the step
2: on him because he's like gonna, i know i know i'm gonna saucer it over the defender's stick that's not gonna be a problem yeah. and it was just It landed. like He airdropped that.
1: And he remembered, it's Darren Helm. He's not beating anybody one-on-one with the puck. No. So we have to give him the free lane.
2: Uh, And Helm, to his credit, finished. Another point for Zadina. Franz Nielsen. Up to
1: nine points in 14 games now. Mm. Can we talk about Zadina quick? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like Philip Zadina. I still haven't seen him successfully create his own offense out there, in a sense. Like, he's not... I don't think we'll see a, a terribly high amount of that. No, and, I, and I'm and i beginning to get a little concerned about that, but everything else about his game looks fantastic. When given the opportunities and all that, he's capitalizing on just about everything in some capacity because he played fantastic last night. I don't think he's going to be like a do-it-all, like center of everything line
2: driver, um, but I also don't think that means he's completely dependent on the people around him. I,
1: I mean, he gave no, Darren... No, like, dep- we'll dep- took- dependent's not the right word, but... Creating your own offense seems like it's a struggle for him, but it's a it's a struggle. Isn't that inherently
2: a struggle for most players? Like, don't most players? Well, it's hard. That's why it's the NHL, right? R- yeah, but like, but. <laughs> if the team has more than two or three pure line drivers, then that's a great hockey team. Yeah, no, you're right. But and it's especially harder. It's harder to do that from
1: the wing. I mean, it's hardest to do that if you're a
2: defenseman.
0: It's also hard to do it on this
2: team.
1: Yes. Yeah. The optimistic, the very optimistic view of this is. Zadina is still capitalizing when playing online with guys like Darren Helm. Imagine if we get a Lafreniere or Valeno pans out or they put him with Larkin for any irregularity.
2: <gasps> the possibilities. Yeah.
1: This guy's learning to ride his bike through mud right now. Yeah,
0: It's like the stone cutters. He has the, the rock of shame or yeah. whatever, and he has, he's dragging that right now. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Simpsons memes have been off the charts lately. Ever since Disney+. Plus is it on disney plus oh yeah wouldn't know uh, you
0: haven't given me the password to watch uh, the mandalorian sure,
2: sure. yet <laughs> oh man <laughs> mandalorian first season just ended so you can watch now perfect i can yeah. binge it yeah it's good uh no I'm, I'm not gonna say he'll turn into a line driver brad i, I think we might still have more untapped we definitely still have untapped potential i guy's 20 years old uh he's 20 right yes um he, there's still more uh, potential there. His headroom is still plentiful. Um, but I think we might see him grow into a little bit more of a playmaker just once you give him something to work with. Um, it's been such a limited look. I think he's been great. I think this has been such a great stint, such a great year for him. Um, it's exactly what we would want. We would have wanted to see. He just looks more comfortable. Like the plays he's making, he does not make last year because he was gripping a stick too tight. He was overthinking things. He made Darren Helm a breakaway goal scorer. He deserves a medal just
0: for that. It really couldn't go much better no. given all of the circumstances
1: surrounding this team. Yeah. Considering he's getting twelve to fourteen minutes a night.
0: Yes. I'm happy. Which
2: maybe actually would be is good for him.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Like this guy's not gonna come out and do what
2: Sidney Crosby did and score a hundred points in his rookie season. And Why some the people hell are not? some well, you know what? You say that <laughs> But half the Twitter mentions about Zadina are well, he's not doing, he's not a 50 goal scorer, so let's move him now.
0: He only has half a point pace as a
2: 20 year old. He's over that. Nine and 14. I don't care the one. I think, <laughs> you, I think people just really forget how hard it is to find a superstar in the NHL. People just love to complain. Truly. And I can say that because I'm one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Master complainers over here. That's all my Twitter feed is. If you guys want a a draft pick to really super be down on that, you know, you have a right to be this skeptical about, move that to Rasmussen, man. Like, don't get me wrong. That guy's still only 20 years old. Um, He's the same age as (laughs) Dana. But, you know, that's a guy who's actually not doing as much as we would have hoped that he'd be doing by this age again don't go and trash the kid it's not a personal attack and don't go calling him a bust already but that's one that's actually projecting and looking like not looking like the perfect pick at that spot
0: if if this is a game of horse we've written the b Mm -hmm. he's gotten a b yeah and not the grade just the b where the u is starting (laughs) (laughs) do you get it brad yes i get it you looked at me like there was more, and I was like, "There's not." You know, it. do that you no know
2: acceptance. how many people are going to be tweeting at you asking you to explain? I won't answer them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Zadina's been good. That's that. That's my whole point. Uh, rest of the game, you know, the Red Wings scored two goals in 38 seconds, which was amazing. Uh, they took a lead, and then um, they remember they were the Red Wings, and there was a collapse, and they lost 5, three, four, three?
1: Uh, five four. They got an empty. They scored with
2: another yeah. empty. Uh, Robbie
1: Fabry with a great save. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was actually really excellent. There we've solved the goaltending problems. I think Horonic had another point too. Uh yeah, heronic was yeah, in he the Nielsen goal, I
2: believe. No, it, the, the net the last Glenn night. Glenn Denning goal. Glenn he yeah.
1: rattled it off the post. Who was the and net then, last night? Um for Reddit. Howard. Howard. Yeah. Oh. Howard gave up the traditional five.
0: Uh as his tradition. Yeah.
1: I, Philip Hironik's outscoring Andreas Athenasiu for whatever that's worth. What's that? Philip Horonick's outscoring Andreas Athanassiu forever for whatever that's worth. He's a half point per game player over his career. Yeah, he's twenty and thirty seven this season. That's insane for how bad this team is.
0: Considering our offense can't create offense, it's nice to see our defense. Horonick's going to be an
1: all star selection, selection, right? Yes. Yeah, given that there's no forwards on this team who can make it. It should be Mantha, despite the injuries, but. We're in the Atlantic division where it might be the most forward heavy division in the NHL. So he's not getting a forward spot in the All Star. The Red Wings are not getting a forward spot in the All Star game. They're definitely not getting a goalie spot. So it should be heronic. It might, it probably should be heronic anyway, honestly. Mantha and Bertuzzi would give them. I wouldn't even give it to Bertuzzi. It's it's Mantha. It's Mantha or Hironik. Those are the only two like legitimate candidates in my mind. You could stock the entire Eastern Conference All Star team with just Maple Leafs forwards. <laughs> so, like
2: pretty much. Yeah. It is such and a stacked division. In. Yeah. Uh, no, so I, I and think Tampa. It'll have to be Heronic then. In mi- Florida. And Florida. And Eichel and Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Comrie. Uh, Eric? Eric Comrie? In Winnipeg. Uh, was placed on waivers. Uh, the Red Wings both technically have
1: first dibs and, and rights to him back. Yes. So it doesn't matter. He's theirs if they want him back. So again, this is something we're recording before it comes out. Like this is literally
2: two hours before waivers get processed. Uh, so you, the news will be known. So check Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod and then go to the bio and follow all of us. Um, How long is Bernie
1: out? Do they know? Nah, he might be playing tonight.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, him then I guess.
1: So here's here's the quick opinion on if it goes either way. If the Red Wings don't claim Comrie, it means they just didn't like him, didn't think he was a good goalie. If they were, if they do, this is just a Galaxy brain move by Eiserman because if no other team puts in a claim for Comrie, then they can send him down to Grand Rapids. Yes, uh, he does not have to go through waivers if no other team
2: puts in a claim. So again, this was part of all the cost assessment. You know. I'm not going to sit here and say Eisman predicted he'd be back on waivers. I'm not even going to say Eisman's going to take him back. One would presume that Eisman would want him back. He probably didn't want to lose him to waivers, um, especially just to put him down in Grand Rapids. If he gets him back and someone else puts him in a claim in for him and he has to technically clear waivers again, he'll probably just put him on waivers again. (laughs) Probably.
1: That poor guy, his air miles. Yeah, this this seems like a D-bag move by Winnipeg to claim him just to – send them down again. Like seriously, was Bresseault hurt and I just missed it? They've they've had their injury troubles, but they're also like they're at that roster cap and they have that what's that problem? What do you call it?
2: When you have a good team um and you have a lot of good players that you don't want to give up. It's, I don't even know what that is. It's been a long time since I've had to use that word. Man, when I started watching the World Juniors, I was like, "Oh, wow. Look at those fourth lines. <laughs> like we I feel like we can
0: win this." Those are some team's best prospects that they have. God.
2: Uh, yeah so we'll see what comes of that we'll chat more about the results if there are any on uh, next episode uh the all-star game ovechkin has already told everyone that he's planning on sitting out 34 years old wants to take his maintenance uh you know break because all-star weekend is like what a week break or something like that turns out to be just under um who knows i'm surprised more players don't do this well they're
0: like we'll suspend you a game he's like so I get a longer break, yeah, which is why I'm not going. And they're like, "Yes," he's like, "Okay, yeah,
2: more rest." Thank you. Yeah, um, we'll perpetually hate this rule because of the year where they suspended Pavel Datsuk and Nicholas Lidstrom a game, and not Crosby that year, even though he did the same thing. Uh, no, he was hurt. He so were Lidstrom m- and Datsuk. He had a mystery injury. Yeah. Oh man, it made me so mad. Um, he, here's my thing: I understand the league wanting to make make them it's big bucks. part adver- yeah it's a bucks thing you have to advertise the game the issue is make the all-star game a better venue or a better uh, uh medium to advertise a game or don't suspend
0: them. where is the all-star game this year
1: this is how much people care about the all-star game
0: i haven't watched one since
1: john scott was in it the All-Star Game is broken, needs to be fixed. If it got done away with, I wouldn't miss it. They need, it's it's stale. It's, it's very, very stale. stale. It's a moneymaker for the NHL still, though. They sell tickets, they get revenue, so they're never going to get rid of it. But yeah, something needs to be done. Like Everybody ridiculed the MLB when they said, winner of the All-Star Game gets home field at the World Series, but at least it made the game mean something. St. Yeah. Louis, it's in St. Louis. Let's have Mary. Oh, You mean the team that just won
0: the Cup we need to advertise in that
1: city? That uh, hockey good? Yeah, why well, put it in like a brand new arena and a team that's struggling to fill the building right now? You know, weird. Well, no develop
2: goal. the land around it. Christ, it's all empty lots still. Drives me nuts. Perfect. You know, if it's Not a
0: thing ready. about, I hate, I hate the NHLs. Oh, well, you need to market the game, then do it outside of North America.
1: <laughs> How? It's take a week off. What, Do you think there's some sort of like premier event where the <laughs> yeah. entire world pays attention? That <laughs> yeah. Do you th- think we could take, think take two such weeks a thing off this?
0: <laughs> yeah. I hate the I hate when they say oh we're marketing the game like that is the biggest bs statement of all time. Yeah, we're going to have it in Toronto, we're going to market the
1: game. Oh, oh, really? The All-Star <laughs> game markets the game where even it's a hockey game so bad even hockey fans don't watch. So do you think like baseball fans are going to tune in? No. Like yeah, you might what are you going to get? Like four people in St. Louis to start watching this. They forgot the Blues won the cup and they were just down the street. Oh, sure, this looks fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's dumb. They need to you know, either make put it offshore, put it in Hawaii. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, <laughs> or change the format where fans vote in who they want Connor Mike David to go against in fastest skater. Or if so and so is gonna be the hardest shot winner. Eric Jonathan Erickson skates out and he challenges Shea Weber and then something stick. something like just Let's, change it up something we
2: have to have merrick back on to talk <laughs> just about a, it yes yeah cool. you guys go tweet at merrick to tell him we have to have him back on the Pod to talk about um all-star game or Jokes. they
0: bring in the average joe and he has to do the fastest skater after conor mcdavid has lapped him twice oh that's a good one yeah oh brad that's Brad's Brad's <laughs> dream hardest shot brad <laughs> 60 miles an hour Can you do 60 I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I
1: do don't work. have a good gauge. on it, It's funny. I, we, I was, we were rapid shot at work broke yesterday. So I had to test it so I can confirm my snapshots over 60 with a bad shoulder. Brad's snapshot is actually like super impressive.
2: Uh, first time I got on the ice with Brad, he just casually stepped over the blue line and just snapped one bar down. I looked at him and was like, you know, I was never actually expecting you to be good <laughs> <laughs> with how much you talked about it. I thought for sure you sucked.
1: Yeah, no, I do suck it. Wait till it's got to seem in gameplay, buddy. I I'm just lost that. out there. But, um, so yeah, the game I, no, my, my dream is to get lapped by Connor McDavid. This is all I want in my life.
2: I have to finish this coffee. It's
1: going
0: to be a problem. That's the only change the All-Star game I can think of off the
1: top of my head. Uh, Pro, so. just, get the, just get your average Joes out there. I volunteer. If the NHL has nobody who wants to get embarrassed on national TV, I pledge his tribute.
0: If it has to be a, a, do- a
1: celebrity,
0: like... Group like let's say one bench is the NHL all stars, the other one is celebrities, and the celebrities are like, oh, we'll send out Kevin Hart as our fastest (laughs) skater. It's stupid, but people who are Kevin Hart fans will watch, and it's entertaining. I nobody cares. Watch. Get John Hampton coaches Don
1: Draper from Mad Men.
0: There you go, done. He can be the celebrity coach this year. I don't care. Just do something that's interesting.
1: As, As funny, like as sarcastic as it is, it's not wrong though because. If you're someone who's never watched hockey and for some reason you're tuning into the skills competition. So from this whole marketing standpoint, it doesn't look impressive when Connor McDavid beats a guy by a second. They're like, it's a second. Who cares? He wasn't going that. And like all you hockey fans are freaking about how Connor McDavid's the fastest kid alive. He barely won because they don't understand that that little of a difference in that amount of space is insane. But if you put Connor McDavid out there against Kevin Hart and he beats him by 27 minutes then people might get it
0: yeah (laughs) because Connor mcdavid's skating around the ice by himself in like a vacuum basically so you don't really get an an idea of how fast he
2: actually is unless you watch hockey which most people don't
1: put him out there against an actual speed skater for reference like yeah oh that's a good one like do it like yeah i couldn't name a single famous speed skater but pick pick the guy who won the gold at the olympics charles hamlin was his name charles hamlin there we go put him out there against connor mcdavid and if that race is even close people are gonna be like oh my god this guy in all his hockey gear is keeping up with a dude whose literal job it is to skate he looks like sexy flanders in his ski outfit yes
0: uh i don't know something please just do something
2: Last quick hit, uh, Barrett Hayden after getting drubbed six nothing by Russia in the same game that uh Lafrenier went down in, uh, while they had the Russian national anthem on, he intentionally left his helmet on to uh, a lot of people's displeasure. Um, he was obviously heated about the loss. Barrett Hayden is uh Canada's captain and uh Arizona Coyotes draft pick. He went fourth overall in the Zadina draft. So, for context, there,
1: fifth overall is the reason we have Zadina. Fifth,
2: yeah, Brady Kachuk went fourth overall. That's right. Um, he came out and issued an apology uh, afterwards. Fine. You know, he's a kid. He got heated. He made a stupid mistake. He apologized. I don't think we need to, you know, blow this up anymore. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, if this wasn't a Canadian, he'd be taking a lot more heat. Yeah, probably. But I don't think, you know, he's a he's a kid. He made a stupid mistake. This is just like. Um,
1: uh, What's his name through the metal? Yeah. The Swedish guy. Leah Anderson. Raised. Yeah. Who's also demanded to trade, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that come on
2: Brad. oh god Saying, you think you catch up man you think i listened <laughs> oh we don't think that <laughs> no. no you know what uh the first episode the the other episode where you were sick like evan and i were just completely uh not expecting you to be there or like we're we weren't expecting you to not be there so we were both caught off guard and we had to like push through
1: that episode i feel
2: true the Muzzin episode, man, Purple Heart effort, jeez,
1: yeah, we don't need you. Yeah, anymore. I was so angry that one was one I had to miss because I was ready to just piss off every Leaf fan that listens to us. I was ready. Evan had Evan was like the most
2: reasonable voice in the and I was world. right, yeah. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> I was right.
1: <laughs> I w- it was funny, too, because when you and Steve were texting in our group chat that night, too, like I was literally getting the messages as I was holding Mika's hair back over the toilet going, yeah, this is not ideal. <laughs>
2: Why is everyone in your house constantly vomiting? Because I have two kids and it's Christmas. She'll be well prepared for <laughs> They've college. been
1: around nothing but people and junk food for two weeks. Oh, she's ready for college then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And with that, we're gonna head over to Overtime, which on this episode of the Wingwheel Podcast is brought to you by Motor City Garages. They're a family-owned and operated business service, servicing Metro Detroit. They do everything from garage flooring, cabinets, overhead racks, wall storage, playing Shake That Ass for Me for Most Cider and everything to do with your car. Enough of the messy garages everyone is sick of walking through. It's time to turn it into something useful. Whether you like to work on your car or if you like an organized space, we have you covered. 3D designs and a lifetime warranty. Motor City garages park in style. We're going to start with Patreon where our patrons get their comments read out. We missed you guys with our holiday break. So welcome back. We are going to start with da, 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 da. Haroon Khan says, hey guys, I was wondering if there's any chance of Franzen making a return. No, God, no. He is, uh, if he, if Franzen's concussion and brain injuries are so bad that if he takes another hit, he may die. He's, he's done. What was the question, sorry? He was wondering if Franzen would ever return. No. Uh, Was watching some old videos with the Red Wings and man brought a lot of good memories back. Also, what if Detroit swapped Elias Anderson and Michael
1: Rasmussen slash Evgeny Sveshnikov? Sure. I don't care. These are all... We're talking about third, fourth line players here as Ryan goes limp. Oh, no. (laughs) um also how long is this rebuild going to be for this is actually
2: hard sometimes thanks guys and let's go red wings longer than we care to admit we're Uh, not
0: even over the hump
1: no Uh, we might just be on the incline this might be the apex now with how bad this season's to be fair this might be rock bottom but it's not a sharp curve up and down well okay so if this is the if if you look at it as a as symmetrical how long have we been in this if this is the apex we got that much longer on the way out (laughs) yeah granted
2: it's not perfectly linear different things can happen oh yeah um and if you're if those things tm are gonna happen Izum is the guy to do it still don't have a goalie if the red wings are in the playoffs not next season but the season after i would still be surprised yes I don't like saying that out loud because people get super disengaged when I say it. Um, Peter Ploshansky says, Hey, boys, do you guys know much about Cole Perfetti? Never really hear about him. His stats are extremely close to Byfield, and he's ranked as the number two center behind him. I know he's recently cut from Team Canada. If we draft at four, would you be all right with Perfetti at four?
1: Uh, would I be all right with it? Yeah. He's a good player. Not my pick there personally, but um, Perfetti's got a one advantage on Byfield in that he plays on a better team. So he gets a little more help. Uh, Perfetti is one of those guys. This is going to be the Cole Caulfield debate all over again. Although I don't think Perfetti is as dynamic as Caulfield, but Hey, undersized guys named Cole who score goals. Is Marco Rossi also a good comparison for that? Mm, completely different style of player, but yeah, no, but small guy who's small a guy who's there. Rossi has the disadvantage of being a year older. He's a late birthday. Oh, so. is he? Yeah. I know that. Um, no, Profetti's going to be the, this year's Cole Caulfield, where you're going to see some people ranking him as high as three or four other people in the mid-teens. It's, it's going to happen. He's going to be
0: some teams like their guy at
1: the draft. I think. Yeah, well, Caulfield got to 15, so I'd yeah. be shocked if Profetti made it out of the top 10, but I said the same thing about Caulfield, so here we are. John
2: Evans says, Hello, gentlemen. Greetings from Ohio. Congratulations on your loss last night. Uh, watching the game right now and wondering, has Greg Krupa ever been on the podcast? Seems like a very cool guy that loves engaging with fans. Could be fun. Uh, we love Greg. He's a, a friend of us, but I think some he told us for contractual reasons with his employer, he can't show up on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment that that's not the case, we're obviously going to have Greg on. We love him. Uh, outside of hockey, anyone, Evan, have thoughts on Jedi Fallen Order? I was skeptical at first, but I've not been disappointed.
0: I have not played it and I've heard up good and bad. I have a friend who really is into that style of game and he really liked it, but I've heard other people since it's EA. It's yeah. the
2: very easy picking to just shit on it. Um, I haven't played it. I have not had the time, but my friend who has, has loved it. I also liked battlefront too. And I think it's been getting better. It's that has
0: drastically improved. And I actually looked at picking that up, but once again, I don't like to support the big publishers. Mm. Um, which is why you play Is uh, so is why i play world of warcraft yeah, yeah i don't like supporting <laughs> bl- the big companies
2: um i've heard it's good i don't know um arjun shanker says nielsen just scored his first of the season shorthanded so basically what the FERC edit panthers answered immediately lmao even when good things happen it's never fun for long the life of a red wings fan Courtesy of Arjun. Dylan Krill says, Hey guys, I haven't heard much about Valeno and his progress this year, so I'm really excited for his role with Team Canada and the World Juniors. Vinorci is very defensive and plays a lot in the PK. Also, he's been great at faceoffs. What do you guys think his potential is? Who? 2 3 C. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want like ceiling, 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 like everything goes well, this guy's a good 2C. Like yeah. that's, he's I, like a, he's, he seems kind of like a workhorse centerman. Well, that's the thing. They saw his defensive potential, but he wasn't exactly displaying him. And in a year, they made him fill out that part of his game. And he's done it super well. Darren Helm with more offensive touch, which is a fantastic player. Liz B says, would you guys rather attend a concert where the people performing are doing 90 songs, but it's done by a group of yodelers who are very bad at yodeling and the concert is five hours long and you have to stay sober. No using earplugs or and no leaving early. I'm
0: just gonna say no, I don't even care I was, what the I next was one up is. for that
2: until it said bad yodelers. Or see the wings play in Chicago, Detroit loses fifteen two, only gets fifteen shots all in the first period in the concert and like the concert, no drinking, no earplugs for the terrible goal song, and you have to remain sober.
0: I'll take hockey. I'll take the yodelers.
2: I'm I'll take hockey because I'm a, I am ai can laugh at my own pain. I think that's the only way to get through life, but it's close. Take, I can't take Hawks fans because
1: uh, they didn't exist 15 years ago.
2: Man, Nick told us the way to pronounce his name last episode. I already forgot. Nick Toy... Toyes? Toyas? Sorry. I think it was you who told me, and I'm so sorry. Toyota Corolla. I have to start keeping a list. Uh, Good day, gents. I've been pondering this recently. Florida has Bob locked down long term, and Knight is going to be ready sooner than later. How do you think this plays out? Could Knight even bide his time at BU and then test for agency in the college free agency window? No, he's property of.
1: Uh, Florida, unless he does that thing where he refuses to sign and just ride out the full, full four years. But I can't see him doing that. He'll want to go pro before that. And I, th- I think that loophole funny. will be corrected in the next CBA before he even has a chance. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how I see it playing long term is I'm pretty certain in three to five years, we're going to see a big trade controversy of Florida figuring out how they can unload Bobrovsky. I'm
0: also very interested in what the Rangers are going to do with Lundquist. Georgie, Gorg, Georgiev Gorgia, and who's the other guy? Sorok- Shosturkin.
2: Shisterkin is Sorokin. I always get. I always yeah. get
1: that one. Uh, Sorokin is New York, and Shisterkin is also New York.
2: <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> this is why I don't know what's happening. This is why. This is like. This is why Evan and I bully you. <laughs> Sorokin,
0: and is- that's that's more of a uh, uh, now issue because isn't Lundqvist's contract up very soon? Next after next season, oh. I think. Yeah, so they have to make a very soon decision on what to do, and we should be standing there licking our lips. Yeah. I'd be looking
1: hard at your give, or I don't think the Rangers are going to give up Shisterkin. Uh, Sorokin is New York with orange. <laughs> God,
0: okay. Which one's that? fuck's <laughs>
2: sake. Joseph Ornia says, do 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 Boop Friggity Doo. Uh, before sending to the next round of Athens CU one for one trade game, just want to note that the only player the majority of you said that you would trade Athens CU straight up for and trade said player to Detroit for Athens CU is, can you guess it? No. no. Vitaly Krafsov. Okay. Note that I'm not advocating one way or the other as to whether or not he should be traded. No matter how many times I watch him hang out between the blue line and the faceoff circles waiting for the lead pass while he watches his teammates scramble to prevent an inevitable goal, dude's got no D. In this next phase, we're going to open this up a bit. Now that you've accumulated this massive knowledge about trade equivalents, here's the next round. What are the most ideal trades for Athens CU that you can think of? Come up with as many as you can, no limit, have fun with it. Brad, you had a good one a few episodes ago of Tyson Jost and Connor Timmins for Athens CU. Any combination of players, picks, prospects, it's all open season. And yes, Evan, you have to come up with at least one if you're there. If not, then the podcast
1: collective, nice, per 69s will be sorely lacking. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we got to think of a team that would actually have a legitimate need and interest for Athens CU. And then we would have to uh, pluck their system as best we could and would have to make it somewhat realistic. So... Andreas Athanasiou and Gustav Lindstrom for Evan Bouchard. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd do that. And Lindstrom was a Holland guy, so maybe they'd actually be crazy enough to do it.
2: Here's my thing. I'm I'm bad at this because there's a world, I think there's a, a trade to be had on, with every team, especially if we're looking at this as Red Wings fans, and we know Athanasiou's talent better than anyone um it's hard for me to give specifics Edmonton's first you know I, I'm just looking for for draft picks here prospects like yeah Evan
1: Bouchard would be great to trade for um are there any other defensive prospects Andreas Athanasiu to the Calgary Flames for Oliver Shellington and Guy I'd would you be okay with Athanasiu for Shellington straight up no
2: I'd be okay with for Athena and peace for Shellington and second or Shellington and Dylan Dubé. Pretty much. If it's not a defensive prospect, who's not like high skin level. Cause obviously that'll never happen. Uh, I just want first round picks or a, a good haul. If Tatar can get a one, two, three pick or a first, a second, and a third, then that's what I want. Evan, you have to do at least one. And
0: um, Maybe a slightly more obscure. If we're going to do something, I think Montreal would be a good fit for him. And we will do Hathanasiu for their second. And um, they have a prospect on the Russian team defense. Romanov. Yeah. He looks really good. There is zero chance, Montreal. will give that up. So I, know. I like where you're at. Yeah. Um the other one is another Russian defenseman, Zamuli, plays for Philly or he's a Philly pick. Zamula. Zamula, whatever his name is. I'm really struggling with the Russian
1: names today. No, they're hard. Just uh okay, so just to screw just to have the most complicated trade ever. Um because <laughs> he's a flames prospect. you for Shellington and Dmitry Zavgorodny. no
0: i'm not even going to try
1: that
2: (laughs) mickey retires
0: (laughs) that those are the two i can think of off the top of my head
2: uh joseph goes on to say my friends have had a lot of life thrown at me in a short amount of time here holidays are always tough and got even tougher just a quick friendly reminder to hug your friends and hold those close to you dear as always stay fresh cheese bags and mike babcock can still go fist himself <laughs> <laughs> i was getting ready to say something like you know we always are here for you pal and you're part of the dub dub family but uh, thanks for closing out with some levity uh, rowan says good day dud duds brian josh allen's much much worse twin and cut price shea weber before we get into the hockeys we need to recognize that this week you lost a listener that's right. oh did you guys see that on twitter no i tweeted from the podcast account i think i saw it but i can't remember the context of it at all that's right terry is missing on the off chance you're hearing this terry please check in mate we've been looking for you for days i really like how the official dud dad account made fun of him publicly on the twitter machine well done this guy responded to like a tweet like an episode tweet like here's the episode blah blah blah, like that like
0: (coughs) let me see if i can oh there it is is this a hockey podcast or a tv movie podcast dot 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 and Hockey podcast, but you'll find plenty of listeners who tell you it's a food program. Because I thought that was And great. then he replied, just lost a listener.
2: <laughs> I guess he was like... And then
0: he replied, dot, 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 were you expecting a TV movie podcast?
2: <laughs> I was like, what made
0: you... Oh, think-? and a bunch of people started the hashtag, oh, fuck, we lost Terry. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Terry, come back! <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> the yeah, the the dub dub mafia <laughs> kind of went after him a little bit, but it's funny.
2: <laughs> well, bless, thoughts and prayers to to Terry. Oh, I'm sure you saw hashtag Elite Mentor Darren Helm make a uh, slick play to get Zadina the puck, <laughs> then helped him out even more uh, going top shelf on a breakaway after the Zadina pass that was never in doubt to get Zadina another point. That hashtag Leadership fellows, I barely saw Larkin even play with Zadina. Pathetic. Anyways, my questions are, when will Eisman give hashtag German from the C and who else on Team Germany should
1: we draft apart from Tim Stuttgart?
0: I uh, liked like,
2: uh, Paterka.
0: P-Turk, JJ
1: Paterka legitimately should be the red, like a strong candidate for the Red Wings to pick at pick 32. Yeah. Like legitimately he, not even funny.
0: He'll be, I, from the look, if he doesn't you know, do anything else and stays a little under the radar, he is definitely like a late, late first round, second round guy. And he looks really good. Really good.
1: He's going to be the pick we make somewhere in the range of Athens CU trade pick and 32. Yes. Uh, Lucas Reichel, also a second round candidate with one of the who's Washington's second rounder. Do we hold there? But uh, yeah, let me look that up. Like, there's not a there's not a very unrealistic scenario where with the Red Wings' first three picks they draft three Germans. Yeah, you imagine? Oh man, we could like stutzel at four. Yeah, Paterka at thirty two, and then Reichel with whatever. And then second we round
0: we, re- hold. <laughs> we reunite the Svechnikov brothers and and get Dominic Bach oh we would have to give up for that
2: (laughs) washington's
0: just a special call that's all they want it's all about a marketing ploy
1: washington second san jose's third okay so with washington second which great is looking like it's going to be picked freaking 62 right now uh jersey time no i don't know where to get an official team germany jersey
0: sorry they are sweet
1: yeah but people could always
2: email the german national team website store which one do you prefer the black or the white
1: i think i like the whites uh, the better.
2: whites i love them both i think the whites are just so sharp i like black jerseys i love black jerseys if you're gonna get a team black Canada jersey, canada's get... black jersey oh Those are hot that does things uh he closes out by saying bleib frisch Casaboodle." yeah that is uh that's what you think it is stay fresh cheese bags
0: i don't think any i, I don't think it, of it. what do you think of Cash Stay fresh bo- cheese bags Because he
2: said it at the end of the post. Chris Smith says, I saw something interesting in the Canada versus U.S. game and I was wondering what your thoughts were. The final minute plus of the game when the U.S. pulled a goalie, Valeno was out with Lafreniere and uh, Delandria. I don't think I've ever looked closely at his defensive game, but do you think he was out there because he's a future Selke winner or because of his age experience, seeing how he is one of, I believe that just two forwards that have played above junior hockey? Um, Both? Both. Uh, His defensive game has been a focus of his and so A, it has gotten substantially better um and b yes he has played in the ahl so he would he would be more effective in that scenario um you can put someone who's played in the ahl but doesn't play defense at all in that scenario and they would still suck but know that I, it's a little bit of column a and column b there i'm sure you guys will talk about a lot about our prospects playing well in the tournament, so we'll ask a left field question does anyone else think steve could be a good potential head coach i don't know if he's on any radars but i can't am I, i'm not allowed
0: to answer this question am i <laughs> <laughs> whatever i say is purely bias
2: yeah you just want those tickets yeah um he owes me yeah <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't remember the steve Evans story because that's a couple of years ago now we'll we'll tell that in a future episode um he's an assistant coach right now for st louis for those of you who don't know um, I don't know if he's any, on any radars, but I'll state my case for liking the idea of him. He's, he loves the winged wheel. He seems to be well-liked in the blues organization since he was not axed with, uh, Mike and he's learning uh, from a pretty good coach right now. Maybe I just like the guy, but I don't think I'd be too upset if we took a flyer on him, especially because we seem pretty far off from competing. Um, yeah, you know what? That is pretty left field, but it's a, it's a cool consideration. I would be the, oh, my only hesitation, uh, is that he just started as an assistant coach last year. Was it or the year prior?
1: Yeah, it's not very long.
2: And you'd want a little bit more coaching experience than that. But that being said, it's not like it couldn't be successful. So if he interviews and, you know, Eisman likes him, then if he makes that selection, then. Uh,
0: There's certainly other coaches with pedigree
1: that I would prefer over him. But there, I would definitely prefer him over at least one coach currently employed in the NHL. <laughs>
2: With that, Garrett TV says, Hockey Amigos, I'm back with a few extra holiday days to get
1: some more solid leads on why Jim Montgomery
2: was canned. Before he goes, Jim Montgomery says, see you next year on December 31st. Oh, that is bad. Yeah. Why Why did Jim Montgomery get fired?
1: Uh, Jim Montgomery got fired because he double dipped the shrimp at Christmas. Who doesn't eat shrimp in one bite? Jim Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's disgusting.
0: That's bad. Uh, Jim Montgomery personally attacks teenagers on Twitter when they put wear their helmet during the Russian national anthem.
2: Jim Montgomery uh, selects odd job even when he promised not to. Oh, odd job rockets. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. sick.
1: Jim uh, Montgomery got fired because he thought this was a TV and movie podcast. <laughs> Oh, fuck, we lost Terry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, we lost Jim. <laughs> uh, Garrett TV says, number one, thought diet Dr. Pepper tastes nothing like regular talk Dr. Pepper. Number two, chose to keep his helmet on during the Russian National Anthem. Hey, look.
0: Oh, I said that. that was <laughs> oh, look. that's yeah, that you.
2: Um, number three, put all his cash bills in his wallet out of order and facing different directions. Oh. Number four, ordered his Tim Hortons coffee with five creams and six sugars.
1: Oh, I got one. Jim Montgomery got fired because he ordered something other than a donut or a fucking coffee in the Tim Hortons drive-thru.
0: Jim Montgomery got fired because he took a full shopping cart to the self-serve checkout. Uh, There's a special place in how That's for a material like that. act
2: of unprofessionalism, if I've ever heard of And
0: he, it was all vegetables. So he's just swiping <laughs> codes all day
2: uh still too early to tell so i'll keep digging sticks on the ice boys looking forward to another big year from the dub dub let's go red wings uh we have time for a couple of questions how did we
1: make such a serious thing such a, <laughs> you know what if you're not gonna give hurt.
2: us nobody's gonna leak it then we're gonna have fun with it if you want us to stop tell us the truth <laughs> Uh, Darn Fox on Reddit says, do you think Datsuk or Zetterberg will make the Hall of Fame? Uh, seems that not many people outside of Detroit remember how good they were. People will look at trophies and all-star game appearances and will put them in the same group as Jamie Ben and Corey Perry.
1: No, D- Datsuk, except for sure. Uh, Zetterberg's unlikely. Uh,
2: Guy Carbino going in made me think that Zetterberg will make it one day. I think Datsuk will
1: be... I think Datsuk will be first ballot. I don't care what anybody says.
2: If he's not first ballot, he'll be second. And I would yell from the rooftops that he should be first I put out a. a I was half drunk when I made the tweet. It was that stupid like bunny holding a sign on Twitter saying all of your like best of the decade lists are missing Pavel Datsuk. I understand if you disagree with that take as his prime was obviously in the previous decade, um, but man, a lot of people on the internet really don't remember how good Pavel Datsuk was in Wasn't there one
0: that was, there was? Uh, I don't know who. Maybe guy. I, I hate to say, it, but I think maybe it was ESPN their top players of the decade and didn't have Patrick
1: Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Who led the decade in in scoring. Yeah. Yeah, Hello. (laughs) Yeah. We
0: think NBC would. All they play are Hawks games.
2: And with that folks, we are going to close out 2019 with the winged wheel podcast. Um, With better planning, I would, we would have had a better message and, you know, maybe a a, a recap for you, but guys, it's been an amazing year. Um, Not for hockey but for this podcast and uh doing this show only happens because of you and i can tell you that without doing this it'd be much harder to be a red wings fan right now so thank you all uh the the solidarity of solidarity and fun that we've had together uh is a treat and this has been an incredible year for the show and here's to an even better 2020 uh, with the Dub Dub family. The Dub Dub Mafia, as Evan called it. Uh, with that, we'd like to thank our name-level sponsors on Patreon. I Hoop, I Hate Poutine and the Lions, Scott Martin, Luke Johnson, Mitchell Shinkowski, Arjun Shanker, Hassam al Kassem, Clayton Van Dyken, Mike Reed, Aaron Taylor, Langebeer, Matthew M. Rice, Kayla Thompson, Ryan Lewis, Sean Levine, Matt McKay, Hannah Lee, Kaylin Wood, Jacob Turner, Charlie Elkins, John Evans, Rob Thiel, Craig Kibble, Stan Olson, Ryan Lewis, Danny Jr., K-Waz, and Simon Anderson. Thank you all so much. You guys, have a safe and happy new year, and we will see you in 2020.